Welcome to the Global Author Podcast. I'm Connor Whiteley, sci-fi fantasy author and a creative entrepreneur, bringing you book marketing, publishing, human branding and other ideas for your book. If you want your free author guide and email course, then please go to theglobalauthor.com forward slash free. Now, let's go on to the show. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 52 of the Global Author Podcast with me Connor Whiteley and today's episode is on how to use pre-orders in your book marketing plan and it's Saturday the 19th of June 2021 as I record this so this episode I am I absolutely love pre-orders I'm just so amazed at because the inspiration for today's episode was that I went on IngramSpark because I wanted to look at some metadata because I put my short stories and some fiction on Bundle Rabbit. And then I saw that the books I released uh, uh, maybe two weeks ago has like popped up on my Ingram Sark dashboard. And I had sold 65 plus copies of one book in pretty much one format in one month. And that was all just through pre-orders. So I was like, wow, Ingram pre-orders are amazing. And I, I honestly love Ingram pre-orders for my non-fiction. They are just amazing. Yeah, so they are just amazing. And I do not have the world's largest audience. So for me to get those sort of results, I'm just so happy. And I'm really looking forward to three months time when I get the money in my bank account. Because, yes, because the thing about Ingram Spark is that that little dashboard, that's sort of like a snapshot in time. And there are tons of sales, tons of books that I sell that never pop up on the dashboard. So that I'm really am looking forward to. And I think it'd be really interesting to see at the end of the month for how many books I do sell though. But all of this is because of my wonderful readers that I absolutely love. So in today's episode we'll just be talking uh, we'll just be talking about that a bit more because I really want people to understand how amazing pre-orders are, just so they can also have some really good like successes, hopefully. But before we move on to that, I want to give a quick personal update. Even though granted I'm at like the two minute mark here. <laughs> At least as I'm recording this, this might be a bit of a longer one though. But this week though, my parents like went away um, with a relative to scatter the ashes of um, of another like, relative though. As I was like, left at home though. But on Sunday, I went to the British Museum because I wanted to go to the Thomas Beckett exhibition because it was on his assassination. So that was so that was like, really good though. And the reason why I went was because I wanted to get some story ideas. So that was really good. And I basically got the plot of a new novella out of it so that I'm really pleased with though because it was just such a good exhibition because it also went into the coat of Thomas Sebeka, which I had no idea about. And they really valued his blood. And then there was also tons of other like little bits that I've worked it into a new novella that I'm doing though. But something else that I've been up to like, this week though is that thankfully my Kickstarter funded because it was like Tuesday night and then like Dean Wesley Smith um, thankfully sent out his email um, to everyone in the in the free best practices class. So that was like, really good because what happened was was that uh, um, we basically funded overnight because of his email and I made like £70 in one night because of his amazing email. So I was really, really happy um, with that but what yes but what I was even happier about was that he said the art was amazing the covers were great and everything and it was a really good kickstarter and that was I was so happy about that comment because these that I've actually done my own covers and for him to say 
that they were great and, and they were professional. I was really pleased with that because I took his class. I made sure that I understood what made a good professional cover. So I'm really glad about that though. And here's the thing though about making your own covers and I really do understand where, where Dean and Wesley Smith comes from though is that if you can't make your own covers then you can't necessarily be prolific because you know that you're going to have to spend so-called hundreds of dollars when you don't actually need to though because, because I would really um, recommend listening to Dean Wesley Smith on that just so you can get his opinions because I really do uh, well, so I really do I agree with them though because they're definitely really good though then also though um, on the Monday Tuesday and Wednesday of, well, of the week though well, I finished a novella because Heart of Prophecy I've sort of done done a like quarter of it and then I started to like, finish it like this a week though and it was such a good book I was having such a blast with it it was just I really did um, I love it though and I was like, going to start Heart of Bones but I really needed a break after that novella because I cannot just bang out fiction because I simply cannot do fiction project after fiction project because I find fiction quite tiring though because it's in those like a lot of skills and often though as you're writing like fight scenes and everything because you're sort of like caught up with it and because I use like a lot of depth like I'm really I'm really like in the story so that was like really good though so I'm most probably going to start Heart of Bones which I got the idea from the British Museum exhibition I'm most probably going to start that tomorrow so we're Sunday so we're Sunday though and then the only other thing that I want to say though is a Bundle Rabbit so I mentioned a few like minutes ago though like a Bundle Rabbit so what it is is that it's a sort of that it's a bundle service you upload your books and then people who are creating boxes can actually ask you if you want to submit your stories to it and then if you do we're like you just like click a button and then it adds it to the bundle and then you get paid um a like equal percentage out of out of the authors and the reason why i did it was because dean and wesley smith says that you should really do it right you should really do it for like short fiction though so i did and i think it's a really great idea because it is pretty much a passive stream of, of like income though because all you need to do is that you just need to click um, accept or whenever a like anthology comes up of course if you would want to though and then you would get paid and of course you would like promote it if you would want though so that I thought was really good though because it's another income stream and of course as we know from the podcast I really do like multiple streams of income though and as always I always like, love to hear your thoughts and feelings on today's episode so you can always email me conwiley.net you can always leave a comment on the show notes at theglobalauthor.com for such podcast and you can always tweet me on twitter at theglobalauthor and this episode has been sponsored by the amazing online course by Joanna Penn your author business plan so I really do recommend this course though because it goes in such great depth and and it's so easy to understand about how to create your own author business plan though because as authors we are businesses if you like it or not and if we want to make money then we need a, a business plan as this is a great book so but this is a great online course so uh, that I really do recommend because it's really easy to understand and it really can help you with you and your author business so I do recommend it and of course I only recommend courses that I personally use and I can ethically recommend so if you want to use my affiliate link so I get a small percentage of the income and no extra cost to you then please go to theglobalauthor.com forward slash business plan that's enough for the personal update then move on to the content part of today's episode <laughs> So I'm uh, moving on to the content part of today's episode. So we're going to be talking about how to use pre-orders in your book marketing plan though. So this I really do love because for me, pre-orders are <laughs> just amazing. I do love them. 
and they've also the lifeblood of my author business because they have an amazing way to get sales sales even before you release your book book and there's so many other great benefits that I really do recommend though and if you need an introduction to pre-orders then please go back to, and listen to episode 30 I think which is all about why writers and authors need to use a pre-order so I really do recommend that and then I've already spoken about uh, the inspiration for the podcast episode because through Ingram Spark, for non-fiction especially, I do get a very nice amount of uh, pre-orders though. So uh, just to give you like some ideas about how you can use pre-orders, I want to talk about what I use them for though right? because uh, I really don't do a lot because I really don't do uh, the uh, traditional bigger push though, well, though because pre-orders allow me to be extremely strategic with my publishing just so I can maximise the results without having to do the big massive traditional push that so many authors do though and quite frankly get stressed out about. So the first reason is book sales increase or decrease depending on month and season though right? because if you've been publishing for a, for a year or two then you tend to notice there are a few spikes in the year. For example June July because of the summer holidays and also with people going on holiday abroad or to the beach and then there's another increase November December time because the Christmas gifts are given though. But sometimes I do notice and I have heard from other authors that there's a slight increase in March, April because of the school Easter holidays, at least here in the UK, because I know that some families go away then. But this I sort of think depends on genre, but I'm not too sure about that. But when it comes to certain types of non-fiction, there can actually be massive increases depending on the season. For example, the self-help and weight loss books, they sell a lot apparently in January because of New Year's resolutions and all that and people want to lose weight. But because I write non-fiction psychology, I always, always see a wonderful increase because of my amazing readers at the start of new academic terms, which tends to be January and September. I'm pretty sure that's universal, but I know that that's what it is in the UK I think I've checked in Canada and I'm pretty sure that that's there too. But I always see a slightly smaller spike in May or June as well because the university exams take a place there. So presumably students want some extra books to help them. To help them. And the reason why I do pre-order is because I can target these dates there. Because with this knowledge in mind, I can always plan my pub- my publication dates and use pre-orders to make sure that I can hit these dates and I can gather sales momentum. And I've really thought about this quite a lot in recent weeks, especially because I'm thinking of doing what Dean Wesley Smith does, and he does his own magazine, yeah, which I'm really excited about that idea that I'm playing around with. But I won't, I won't go into too much de- um, depth about it until I know that I'm definitely doing it though, because my plan is is to use pre-orders to make that good for me. Anyway, though, we're like when I yeah, we're like um, if and when I start doing it, uh, I'll uh, talk about it a bit more then. Though. So going back to the podcast episode, so because of these dates and because of these sales and momentum that I want to gather, which is, so this is why I only publish my psychology books now in very late September and early October, because this is when the academic term starts. So these students will be getting their reading lists from their lecturers and buying the books. And as my books will are yes, and then as my books are new and because they've just launched, then it'll be a lot more visible in like all weather stores, meaning that there's a likelihood that the students will be seeing and buying them during the first weeks and the weeks after that. And my favourite thing about this book marketing method is I do not have to do anything except pick except pick a publication date, then I would do an email to my psychology list and do a podcast episode on it to promote the book. Then that's basically all the pressure that I do and yes, I'll do it as the sponsored product. 
um, section on and different podcast episodes in at the future. But you generally get the idea that I don't have to do that much. And then the Pura Learner will make me a nice amount of money because my amazing readers and this launch push is all extra. And then if we move on to fiction slightly, fiction is definitely a lot more difficult because there are no because there aren't such perfect dates or not perfect but you would get the idea though so i do use a pre-order for fiction mainly like for the same reasons just so i can write a book get it edited do a cover for it and then just like put it up and leave it and then just forget about it but generally speaking i always have something on pre-order for the summer holidays and then i always have something on a pre-order for early November for the Christmas season. Because currently, in terms of fiction, I have Heart of Fire and Fire and Heart of Lies for late July. I have to take advantage of the summer holidays. That's, of course, if summer holidays happen, though. But, yeah, but even, like, last year, I saw a, a nice spike. Uh, well, spike, actually, like, um, August. And then afterwards, I'll have Heart of Prophecy, Heart of Bones and Heart of Fate. The last two I do need to write, though, for... Um, for releasing the first week of November most probably because of course then I'll be able to take advantage of the Christmas gift giving season hopefully though but and then the idea of that pre-order is that this little boost will make it more visible in the stores hopefully and then subsequently when a reader or a family member wants to buy a gift then they will hopefully see the book love the cover blurb and the subtle changes and then yes and then buy it for their loved ones and then the last one I sort of that yeah but that I didn't like realize it was a point into why she wrote the blog post was that pre-orders add data and this is a really strange way to think about pre-orders and maybe a little subtle reason why well, why I do it because all these pre-order sales in addition to what I've explained in the other pre-order episode gives the retailers data and I'm not talking just about Amazon here because of course this is the global author podcast but all global retailers including Amazon needs data because this data can be great for us authors because it teaches the various algorithms of the book retailers what readers of books like or what the books are similar who should the retailer recommend our books to and the pre-order can really help them with it. Yeah, so like for example, if we take the forensic psychology book pre-order that I mentioned earlier that sold 65 plus pre-order copies, let's all say that that was on Amazon. Of course it wasn't, but let's just keep it like simple though. So if I just released that book, then Amazon would have zero data points on that book besides the metadata that I added when I published it. But because the pre-order on Amazon would have metadata and the 65 plus real people to analyse it, most probably I'm going to end up in some also brawls and Amazon will send out a few emails recommending my, well, recommending my book to people, including it will most probably send an email to myself, <laughs> which I always think is like quite funny though, whether Amazon is recommending my own book to me. <laughs> and this all helps us in the long term. So of course they will always, always need to do more marketing but I truly believe that pre-orders can be a great pillar of a marketing for people to take advantage of. Then the last one that I want to say is, I know, as a writer, if something bad happens to me and I have to take some time away from writing, then I know that my author business won't be destroyed. Especially if I'm unable to write for six months or a year, because I will still have new books releasing for my readers to enjoy and my readers won't leave me. Also, though, if I don't have the time to write due to this... M- magic thing that could yeah but that like could happen in the future because simply 
Yes, because you simply don't know what's going to happen. Then I still hope that I can send an email every once in a while, and hopefully it's still a podcast. But the book approvals will help me give a little bit of a safety net in case I need it, and in case I can't produce new books there. So I do really hope that you enjoyed today's episode. I love pre-orders, and I really do want more authors to start using the pre-orders because they're so amazing. So if you know someone who would enjoy today's episode, then that, please tell them about it. I'm always really grateful when you wonderful people help spread the word about the podcast. And please check out your author business plan by Joanna Penn. It's a great course that I do really, really recommend. And if you want, you can use my affiliate link at theglobalauthor.com forward slash business plan. So have a great day, everyone, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening today. I hope you found it useful. For more information about publishing, writing, book marketing and human branding, please go to theglobalauthor.com. And for your free author guide and email course, please go to theglobalauthor.com forward slash free. Have a great day and I'll see you next time.